You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. Hello, everyone. I'm Susie Squire, RHI Cyber President. And I'm Kristen Dalton, Director of Strategic Cyber Engagement Research and Analytics. And this is the RHI Cyber Podcast. Hey, Kristen, thank you for joining me here today. We invited you on the podcast to tell us a little bit about a project you and your team have been working on the last month, the RHISAC Annual CISO Benchmark. For the past four years, RHISAC has surveyed its CISO community on topics like job responsibilities, budget, and priority initiatives for the coming year. Our members have found this to be an incredibly tremendous asset as they use in their discussions with the C-suite in terms of how their program compares with industry peers. Um, many of our members have said that it's the only benchmark that provides such powerful industry data. But this year, Kristen, we've added another benchmark, haven't we? That's right. In addition to the CISO benchmark, we have also conducted our first ever practitioner benchmark. Uh, and this is to better understand the priorities and challenges that staff are having in executing their daily job functions. So we have a lot of valuable data to share with the community today. That's great. And for those of you listening to us right now, both of these reports are available for members to access on our member exchange. And any non-RHISEC members listening can access a version of the report with some limited information on the RHISEC website. Uh, you can find the links in the episode description. But first, we're going to talk to Kristen about some of the key findings from these surveys. So, Kristen, to kick things off, can you tell our listeners about our signature CISO benchmark and what were some of the top initiatives that our CISOs will be pursuing in 2023? Well, the CISO benchmark report is a great decision-making tool that can help security leaders prioritize where to allocate their budget, their talent, and their resources based on the risks that their organizations are facing right now and the initiatives that they need to prioritize to mitigate those risks. So this year, 126 CISOs participated in the survey, and 64% said that vulnerability management was a top priority in 2023. Securing a hybrid cloud on-prem environment was also listed in the top five, as well as ransomware planning, zero-trust security architecture, and application security. Those were all key initiatives that at least 50% of CISOs mentioned as well. That's, that's interesting. And can you tell us how these differ from what they identified last year as some top initiatives? So for the most part, these five priorities were consistent with last year's as well. The only difference being that ransomware planning last year was ranked as number one, so it did drop from its number one spot. But all of these initiatives are related to keeping security at the heart of the technology advancements that we're seeing in the digital world, which is also where business lives. Oh, that's true. And InfoSec teams are always facing the challenge of doing more with less and accommodating uh, business priorities. So what trends have you seen in terms of their budgets and the resources? Both this year and last year, 70% of CISOs have expected their budgets to increase so we're seeing the role of security expand within organizations, which is really great. And according to this year's data, between 31 and 40 percent of that budget will be dedicated to personnel. The average InfoSec team size across our membership is between 15 and 25 FTEs. And 60 percent of CISOs said that they expect to hire more personnel next year as well. 
Well, that's interesting. And considering the risks companies in retail and hospitality are facing, where might CISOs be dedicating those resources? We typically see most FTEs dedicated to identity and access management, security operations, and incident response. However, risks related to data loss prevention and third-party risk management Mm -hmm. emerged this year as two key areas that our members want to address. Yeah, that's that is interesting. Data loss prevention kind of made it in the made it in the rankings there. Well, thanks. So right now we're going to take a quick break to hear a message from our sponsor Fortinet. But stick around because when we get back, Kristen is going to share some of the results from the practitioner benchmark. Today's show is brought to you by Fortinet. Fortinet provides retailers with top-rated cybersecurity solutions covering the expanding attack surface. Advantages include centralized visibility and management, lower TCO, and top performance. Proven threat protection and seamless fabric integration delivers better, faster response to attacks across the entire network, including point-of-sale systems and other devices carrying sensitive information. And Fortinet helps simplify compliance with PCI DSS and other regulations. As digital innovation and the need to provide always-on customer experiences drive network transformation, retail cybersecurity has become more vital. It's essential to have a security partner that can provide simplified security and networking to keep customers' data safe and enable a superior consumer experience. For more information, contact the Fortinet team at retail at fortinet.com. Welcome back, everybody. I want to switch gears now and talk a little bit about the results of our new practitioner benchmark. Um, One of the interesting pieces of data that came out of this survey was the skills assessment, where respondents were asked to rate their skill level in various cybersecurity disciplines. So really looking forward to hearing from you, Kristen, that what are some of the areas where there is a higher level of proficiency and were there any where there is a clear skills gap? Yeah, great question. So we we were very excited to do this practitioner benchmark. We had more than 100 practitioners participate, and the highest levels of proficiency, which means that they, they self-assessed at either an advanced or expert level, were in the following areas. And so for security architecture, the, the highest proficiency levels were in security engineering and tool integrations, as well as identity and access management. The skill gap for that area was in cloud security. However, nearly half of the respondents do plan to take training in this area in 2023. But security architecture is definitely an important and growing area that we see on InfoSec teams. For security operations, the highest proficiency levels were in security tooling and monitoring, most commonly found at the Tier 1 SOC analyst level. And the skill gap for this domain was in SOC management. For threat intel, threat analysis ranked very highly at the expert or advanced level. And the skill gap was in intel sharing with ISACs and law enforcement. For risk management, vulnerability management and risk assessments were highly proficient, uh, with the skill gap being in cyber insurance. And then for the last security domain that we measured was in secure software development, where access controls was listed as the highest proficiency, with the skill gap being in secure yeah. coding. Well, that, that secure coding is something that we've heard. And so the cloud security, too. And I know we addressed a little bit that with our CISOs last year. So that's interesting that the uh, that showed up in the practitioner's benchmark. So very interesting. 
It's a lot. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense with, the, as you said before, the digital transformation efforts that organizations are, are making that identity is strong, but the cloud security skills are needed. And uh, we're certainly doing our best at the RHISEC to help promote Intel sharing among our members. So that was interesting to see that come up in there as well. I'm curious, though, do practitioners feel the strain of limited budgets and resources in the same way that the CISOs do? Yes. Two-thirds of practitioners said that being understaffed challenges them to do their job effectively, and more than half feel that they are overtasked. So that is in line with what CISOs are seeing. It's just felt a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another challenge that practitioners have is a lack of visibility into their managed environment. Hmm. Interesting. While conditions may not be ideal overall, do um, do the practitioners feel that they have the skill sets to perform their job effectively? Yes, they do, actually. In fact, 93% of respondents believe that that is true, that, you know, regardless of, of just being uh, understaffed or overtasked, that they actually feel that they can still pre- perform their jobs effectively. And then 81% also believe that their InfoSec teams have the skill sets that they need to collectively protect critical assets and information. Well, that's good. Um, so we're, they're still able to get the job done as they need to, which is great. Yeah, that is great to hear. And, you know, we, we do a lot with our, our members' teams, and they're all great and very passionate about their jobs. So good to hear that they, you know, are at least comfortable with that. And as we wrap things up, what is one thing that cyber leaders can do to help their employees continue to develop? Did anything come out to you from these surveys? Yeah, the the biggest area was in communicating what skills are needed to advance in their careers. The majority of respondents did acknowledge that their organizations provide time and budget to attend conferences and even tuition reimbursement for industry certifications and training. Those are all great things uh, that organizations can offer, but the biggest obstacle for many practitioners was knowing how exactly to advance in their careers, what skills to develop based on the available roles, and they really want their leaders to be able to effectively communicate what that path looks like. So really not an issue in terms of like what's being offered for education and training, but just more of a communication challenge yeah. more or less of what, what that path looks like. Yeah, what what the path is and, and the skills that they need to start planning now, like, you know, even if a path is, even a job isn't open, that they're ready to take that next level and where to go with that. So it's, that's really interesting. I think, uh, I think some HR departments would be interested in seeing that and help, help them plan these paths with them. So that's interesting. Well, listen, that's the last of the questions I have for you, Kristen. Thanks so much for being here today and for sharing this information with us. And you can find the link to the TLP white version of the report in the episode description. And the full report is available just for RITISEC members on our member exchange. So uh, I'm going to go open it right now. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Susie.